And we know invasive species are a problem, right? And there's so many different ones out there. But I have to say, these latest stories about football-sized goldfish as an invasive species have certainly caught my attention. Because you know what? It's the visual. Just picture that for a second. What is going on that has allowed this to happen out there? Well, Brian Heiss is with us now, natural resources professor at Thompson Rivers University and former chair of the Invasive Species Council of BC. Brian, thanks for being here. Oh, good morning to me. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Have you seen one of these things? Oh, I've caught hundreds of them, yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) How big was it? It was 25 centimeters, so it's about a football size. A goldfish? Yeah, goldfish. So they start out very small, so they're in your aquarium. They're not getting an awful lot of food, and so they're they're restricted there. But once people release them out into our local lakes, they, they grow to the size of a football. And in fact, that's not even their potential, because in Australia, they've been caught at up to 41 centimeters long. So that's like a football and a half. Where is this going on, Brian? Basically, uh, throughout the world, if we look at, at a world map, they're all they're basically all over the world. Within British Columbia, I guess they started out in the lower mainland, primarily in little ponds. But now we're finding that people are putting them into local lakes all over the province. And a lot of these lakes, while well, we value as uh, good lakes for our rainbow trout fishery. And so that is a threat there that they could either uh, compete, outcompete some of our local trout populations, or they also carry disease. And so they could spread disease to our salmon populations. And is this just because people have decided, I don't want this goldfish anymore, so I'm going to go dump it? That's the main reason. Yes, exactly. So you have somebody who has a goldfish, and after a few years, they they don't want it anymore. And rather than take it back to the pet shop or give it to somebody else, what they do is they think it's okay to release it into the wild, into their local pond, their local lake or river. And that's a huge mistake. And that really applies to all release of pets, whether you have a snake, a bird, or a fish. These animals don't do well in the wild in Canada, generally speaking. And once they get in there, they don't have uh, native predators there. And so they can really take over the ecosystems. How much of a problem is this causing in B.C.? It's, it's a, more of a concern right now. Uh, what we know is that these goldfish, when they get into our local lakes, they start rooting around the bottom. They feed on the bottom called the benthic environment. And they're uprooting plants and they're causing turbidity, which is extra mud basically in the water but we know that they are in some cases uh, for example eating the eggs and larvae of amphibians so we know that amphibians are at risk around the world right now they're in decline so i wouldn't want to see goldfish reducing our our populations of these amphibians in british columbia as well they eat the same food we've done uh, diet studies my students and i and we know they're eating the same food that trout feed on so whether that's in the water column eating zooplankton or whether feeding on things like chironomids on the bottom of the lake we know they can compete with those other fishes okay so what can we do about this I think the big thing is just uh, don't let it loose. There's a number of organizations that the governments are working in this, organizations such as the Invasive Species Council of BC are trying to get the the word out to not let your pets into the wild, regardless of of what that water body is. And I think that governments have to step up a little bit more working with the pet trade. I'd like to see pet stores be more open with uh, consumers as to the ability to bring back pets once they no longer want them. Okay, now let's say, obviously, some people will stop doing that, but they're still out there. Now, I work with somebody who loves to fish, and they would be like, yeah. love to catch one of these things. Is that helpful? You want fisher, you want people who are fishing out there to catch these things? Well, certainly, if they do ca- happen to catch a goldfish, absolutely. <laughs> take it out but of the lake. But don't put it back. Yeah, take it out of the lake. Don't right? put it back. Take it out of the lake. But I wouldn't want to see them as a, a targeted species because then people might spread them from one lake to another just to create that opportunity. We have that concern right now with other species, such as uh, smallmouth bass in British Columbia. 
What's going on? What do you mean? Well, we have people who are spreading bass from one lake to another. We actually uh, found one person with, with smallmouth bass in the trunk of their car, in, in a bucket, going from one place to another. And when they do that, uh, smallmouth bass are predatory. They will eat our local fish. And so there's concerns, for example, down in Cultus Lake in the lower mainland of them actually eating endangered sockeye salmon in that lake. Brian, are you telling me that people take it upon themselves to like repopulate or, or populate a lake because they think I would like to fish for this here? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's very self-serving. It's selfish. But this kind of behavior we're seeing over and over again, whether it's bass or yellow perch or uh, northern pike, a lot of game fish, which are great fish. I, I love to catch these fish on the other side of the Rockies, but they really just don't belong in BC. And if they really take off and they're going to be aided by climate change, warming waters, then what we're going to see, I think, is potentially a decline in our local salmon and trout populations. Okay. Is there um, any jurisdiction that you can think of, Brian, that has dealt with this large mutant goldfish problem? No, not that I'm aware of. Oh, no. People are, no. Uh, for example, Australia has been ahead of the curve there. They've been dealing with this quite a bit in Western Australia, but they don't have a solution that I'm, that I'm aware of. And in, in Australia, for example, they move around a lot. They've moved up to 231 kilometers in one year. This is goldfish moving all over the, all over the, the state. So it's amazing. How, do they, how are they managing that? Well, they're really tough. They're almost like a super invader because they have some amazing characteristics. They'll eat just about anything. They uh, produce, each female will produce 50,000 eggs and she'll spawn three times during a summer. They're able to withstand wide temperature range. They can handle salt water and they even can go without males to reproduce. Uh, using a special process, gynogenesis, the females are able to use sperm from another species of minnow and what it does is it doesn't fertilize the eggs but it activates them they start uh, developing and so the female goldfish will produce clones of herself in the lake so they're a pretty scary fish no kidding just (laughs) listening to you describe that i was like this sounds like a mutant nightmare brian it it is fortunately they only get to the size of footballs if they got about three feet long i think we'd we'd be in trouble here i don't know even Uh, so uh, running across a football sized goldfish to me sounds even terrifying if i saw that out there (laughs) and they're in pretty large numbers uh the government has been doing some electrofishing which means you put a current through the water you you stun the fish and then you uh, dip net them out of the lake they've been doing that up at dragon lake near quenelle for a number of years now and they get a few thousand fish each spring when they do it and and that's the best time goldfish spawn in the shallows on plants around the edge of the lake so springtime is the best time to get out there and and address the goldfish problem are you saying every time they do it they manage to get a few thousand of these giant goldfish absolutely yes that's that's how numerous they are once they get established in a lake that is crazy absolutely crazy it is i don't think people are really aware of that so and i think if they knew that was going to happen hopefully they wouldn't release a little goldie into their local lake right they could the it's a hard time i think for people to picture that right so if the education aspect of this is there a way to do you think do this in a more strict fashion you mentioned you know the stores where these fish are sold they they obviously need to take a more active role here too, be more responsible for their product I, I think so. I think that, yeah, they, they really should. I think they need to educate the public. I think they have to be very clear and they should have return policies where if someone does no longer want their, their pet, in this case goldfish, that they can bring them back to that store just so that they don't have to deal with, with releasing it into the wild. Yeah. Where can people find more information, Brian? 
I think they could uh, contact, the, probably the best thing would be to contact the Invasive Species Council of BC. I think so too. Oh, listen, thank you so much for this. This is very illuminating. Well, well, thank you so much for having me, and it was a lot of fun. It was <laughs> a lot of fun, actually, yeah. uh, even though we're talking about something that seems kind of horrifying, but that's Brian Heiss, who's a natural resources professor at Thompson Rivers University and former chair of the Invasive Species Council of BC, talking about these giant invasive goldfish. I mean, it seems harmless, right? You don't want your fish anymore, and you think, well, I don't want to kill it, so I'm just going to dump it in this body of water right here. Not a good idea. Please do not do that. They are seeing football-sized goldfish invading BC waterways all over the province, and there is some serious concern about how that's going to impact, or how it is impacting some of the local uh, fish populations there too, so please don't do it. Take it back to the store where you got it and let them deal with this situation, right? And I'm sure many people can help you out with that. Just please don't put it in a lake out there somewhere or a river out there.